Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Hello, Jeffrey. Oh, God. Okay. I'm, I'm recording. I've started. Oh. It's, it's podcast time. It's podcast time. <laughs> we're doing this now. We are, we're, okay. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Well, the thing is, is like, I don't have like, I don't have the uh, extra spare energy to just dick around. So let's do this. All right. Get into it. Danny, you figure it out. Yeah, Danny, figure it the fuck out. (laughs) (sighs) It's morning. Hello. I got my coffee. Mm, Delicious. I love the smell of coffee. Oh, good. I was watching. I think it smells. I was watching the finale of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, okay, can we talk about that for okay, a second? Okay, okay, spoiler alert for any of you who uh, haven't seen the late, aren't caught up, I guess. Uh-oh. Yeah, 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 like, fast forward, like, ten minutes, okay. Um, I hate that kid. Oh, I okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but there's something about that boy. Like, he hasn't been kicked enough, or he's oh, been kicked too many I times. I feel like he looks very sensitive, and... I know, <laughs> and so that makes me want to push him into a locker. Oh, so- that's funny because usually you're the caring one. <laughs> I know, but I don't know what it is about that kid. I hate him. Okay, I was just gonna. No, that's not. I fair. was just gonna make a comment about how Laura was like, oh, "I hate everything about coffee." No, <laughs> no, no. But seriously, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. This whole season of of Great British Bake Off was like deeply unsatisfactory to me. I, it was not my favorite. I, I, it started strong with like, "Oh my god, we're in a bubble." Like that's completely amazing um right and then i don't know apparently also people don't like noel fielding and i admit that he probably wasn't on his top game this season but i think he was better with sandy i gotta say i actually prefer i don't know i honestly the show's become too male yeah like where are i need more women that's like prue is not enough no prue and her crayola art necklaces are not enough for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Sandy. Um, I like how I like uh, Noel and Paula Hollywood playing off each other. That I yes. do really like that dynamic. Yes, I don't mind Noel at all. Um, I did like the new guy whose name escapes me, Mark Matt. 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 He's in uh, a lot. I of like stuff. him as a comic too. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's funny in Bridesmaids. He's funny in lots mm-hmm. of things. I really like him. I just didn't necessarily like him and Noel together. I prefer him to Noel now. Oh, okay. I know. Hot takes. Yeah. No, it's November. I think maybe Noel's just like kind of over it at this point, which I think he, I think I saw that he is leaving and I'm sad about that, but whatever. I'll deal. What can you do? I'll deal. I'll yeah. Deal. We'll all, we'll all make I'll it through. I'll just rewatch but... his uh, season of Taskmaster. <laughs> oh, that was a good season. Yeah. I think he's very funny and very talented. I just, I don't know. I wanted more sweet wholesomeness from this season and I, it did not deliver. I think everyone was just like a little off. Yeah. As, yeah, 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 as they would be. And it brought out my cruel streak. Like I'm hating on this poor, co- this poor Scottish Scottish boy who just wants to make gluten free things for his brother. Ever, uh, I, that's maybe winner. my problem. I don't know. I wanted Laura to win, um, um, but she just couldn't get her shit together. I wanted her to win because I really like her, but I also didn't realistically think that she would win because she couldn't get her shit she together. Was a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Dave though surprised me throughout. I really, yeah, he was like a steady... I kept expecting him to be like this fuck up, and he's mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that concludes <laughs> right. our BBC talk. Great <laughs> pick-off chat. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for tuning in. That should fill up about, all right, hopefully you guys are catching up to us and we didn't spoil that for anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, this is, this is a, a show about haunted things. Right, and not haunted cake, although that's an idea. <sighs> we did have that one story of the haunted bake. Haunted we did, bakery. the haunted bakery. That one sticks out in my mind, especially. It was written by somebody really cool. Mm. Okay, so actually, I'm so glad that's a good segue, mm. uh, because what we're doing today is burr, 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 mm-hmm. listeners' stories, yes. specifically the long ones. The long ones, y'all. <laughs> Sometimes when we're going through and choosing listener stories, um, we've, we've come upon 
stories that are really good. They're really good stories, but they're also like going to take us 20 minutes to tell. It's like a six page document too. Yeah. And six page document is not a lie. I am staring at a six page single space document that right. not maybe not all of it will make it in because my God, people. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, it's a good story. We just like at the end of a show, do you really want to hear another no, six no. pages of us talking? And I know so, some people might be like, oh, my God, yeah. And you're like, no, you, I promise you, you don't. Also, we don't want to do that to ourselves. <laughs> my throat hurts. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, yeah, so today our special episode uh, is listener stories, specifically the long ones that we otherwise would not have had a chance to take on. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Dan thinks we should dedicate our show to only listener stories and stop doing like research and stuff. <laughs> Which I- has some appeal. <laughs> I'm I'm trying not to be offended by, but also that would be much easier. I know. I know. Dan doesn't mean to offend us, but like whatever. Thanks a lot, Dan. Right. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, so yeah, he like, he's like, well, it's everybody's favorite part. And I was like, rude. All right. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, okay. So should we just jump in? I think we should because uh, I'm very scared of mine and how long it is. (laughs) Okay. I picked this one because... This is one of my favorite stories in history. Oh, okay. And by favorite stories, I mean, like, you know how I like things that make me just deeply, deeply sad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is this is a preface that all, like, history people and um, true crime people have. Just, like, when we say favorite, like, as in my favorite murder, you know, like, we're not saying, like, oh, my God, I love what happened. <laughs> it's like, right. here's something that I'm deeply fascinated by. Here's something that hurt me mm-hmm. on a very visceral. Like my favorite true crime story is Mary Vincent, and like oh. that's the worst oh, one. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I like things that hurt me. Yeah. Well, and I just did the Velisca axe murder last time. And exactly. That one. Six dead children in a house. Oh, yeah, yeah, you understand. Yeah, six dead children. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was last, but no, you're right. Of course, oh. I'm right. I'm Kate Reed. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to anyone I emotionally scarred last time. Yeah. Yeah. You do owe me an apology. <laughs> it's fucked up, Jennifer. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so, so, speaking of deeply fucked up, yep. let's talk about nuclear war. Ooh. Yeah. So, as you guys all know, uh, the United States bombed uh, Japan on August 6th, 1945? 1946. 45. 45. Yeah. Um, anyway. Was it August 6th? Pretty sure. That's my sister's birthday. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's like halfway between my sister's birthday and my cousin's birthday. Oh. Those Leos, man, they mm. got a rough time of it. Yeah, they do. All right, so <clears throat> this is from our friend Jen K. Mm-hmm. Jen, I like your email address. No. <laughs> All right, so hi, ladies. I'm a new listener to your podcast, but I absolutely love it. Thanks, Jen. Mm. Uh, I'm listening my way through all of your stories, and they are creepy and awesome. I have lots of stories and personal experiences to share from all over the world and right here in the U.S. First, a little backstory. I'm extremely sensitive and have lived in numerous haunted locations and areas, including my present home in Dayton, Ohio. Hmm. For a time, I lived in Japan, and my husband and I visited Hiroshima. Some people say Hiroshima. I don't care which one you say, and I don't care which way you think I should say it. Is it? personal (laughs) people have corrected like hiroshima hiroshima uh it's i i really don't think anybody cares well except maybe the japanese i was very worried going there as i knew i would pick up vibes just based on all the death from the past and Mm -hmm. i wasn't wrong of course not jesus Mm -hmm. uh i was upset the whole time we were there and all i could feel was death and sadness and this burning smell i could oh i told oh sorry hang on the burning smell Oh, mm, gross. Mm. That would really put you off barbecue, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I told my husband I did not want to spend two days, and instead we stayed just the one night. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful city, and it was cherry blossom season. Oh. But I could see the layer of death under it from the past. Yeah. While nursing a massive headache, we checked into our hotel, which I will not reveal the name of, but it was next to the railroad. I thought... The front desk folks were acting strange. As we walked to our room, the hallway just felt abandoned. Not creepy or unclean, just empty. As we approached the door, I felt electricity and that cold chill running through me. Mm -hmm. My husband saw my hesitation. He's used to my ability. And let me slowly go in first. I immediately had the impression of a young girl who was hiding in the bathroom with blood on her. Ooh. I calmly told my husband and he proceeded to, and proceeded to confront the situation. 
I told her that I understood she was there, and we came into the room, and she had to respect our boundaries and not bother us or try to scare us. I also called on help from my guides and angels to protect us and had my Japanese ghost beads out. Long story short, she left us alone with a little peeking around the bathroom door. Hmm. I could see the blood in the tub, and I got the impression this was more of a modern ghost of a girl who had committed suicide. I knew the kinds of things she did to get attention, and I did feel bad for her. As to why I didn't request a different room, it was due to the fact that I didn't want to give the hotel staff the satisfaction of being scared, which I wasn't anyway. And they probably wouldn't have, due to the culture of not discussing ghosts. Hmm. Besides, the shocked looks they gave us in the morning when we acted like it was no big deal and everything was awesome. Yeah, that's right, sneaky hotel staff. You gave us a room with a bloody ghost, and we still slept there overnight. Oh, so... That's right. So, White people! <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're saying that the, the staff was like, oh, oh, we, I know, I'll give them this room. <laughs> like, right, right, we'll just, we'll test them. We'll yeah. test them. Mm, uh, but what you didn't count on is the fact that white people are fucking crazy. Stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Nobody out terrifies I us. We'll get my money's worth. <laughs> Damn it. That's right. This is I will a eat great, you out of house and home. This is a great deal on a hotel, and I'm going to stay here. Uh, but, you know, white people in, in, in haunted movies, they're always like, okay, let's all split up and go look for the ghost. Mm. Oh, you fucking idiots. All right. Jen here was not phased. Um, she says, we slept there overnight like the badasses we are. <laughs> I will admit I was a little creeped out knowing that she was there, but she didn't bother us. Although I did see a wet footprint or two near the bathroom door. The trains were more disruptive to our sleep than her. Sorry for the long post, but thought you might like a story from our Japanese travels. Keep up the great work, ladies. Another spooky soul sister and death hag, Jen K. Wow. Jen, you have to send us more stories, please, and thank you. Yeah. That was so fun. I don't think I could go to Hiroshima. I really don't think I could. Yeah, that would be... A fucking bummer. Yeah. But on the other hand, you're almost... I don't know. I think if you're a world leader, especially, like, if you're somebody who has an impact on policy and stuff like that, like, you have a moral obligation to go. So, like, if I'm oh, ever president, right, right, right. I have to go. Yeah. Fortunately, I have no desire to be president <laughs> because I prefer to do drugs. So, just kidding. I don't do drugs anymore. Sorry, Jen's mom. All right. Oh, my God. What I'm the sorry. fuck? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, was too, that was too much. That was too much. As, like, a fun little interlude, can I just tell you one thing? Okay. Okay, this is just a fun little way to break up our stories. Mm-hmm. I got my first Christmas present yesterday. Mm-hmm. Guess what it is? I have no idea. It's so gross, Jen. You're going to be so excited. Oh, no. Okay, what? <laughs> you know those videos that people take uh-huh. of, like, pulling earwax out? Uh, yeah. Dan got me one of those tiny ear scopes <laughs> so I can pull <laughs> earwax out of my ears. Uh, that is, uh, okay. Yeah, that's delightful. And, and now I have um, our next few months of Patreon videos lined up. Just oh, my God. Do you think people want to see just it? Just kidding. No. Guess what? I also shoved it up my nose. To, okay, so you know how there's a lot of damage to my nose because of the disease? Uh-huh. I wanted to see it. Oh, God. It looks like leprosy on the inside of my face. Oh, okay. And I was so excited to see it. And I saw this enormous booger. Jen, it was huge. It looked like an alien landscape. Oh, so I went and meddied oh, and I blew it out. <laughs> and it was like the size of the top of my thumb. Like my thumb, oh. my, like the top knuckle of my thumb was inside my nose. I physically gagged. <laughs> what I'm saying is this all is of you disgusting. are going to see the inside of my nose this real soon. Disgusting. No, I refuse. <laughs> you do not refuse. I refuse. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to be like, Jen, here's a dick pic. And you're going to be like, ooh, penises. And then you're going to open it up and like, surprise, leprosy nose. Oh, God. Uh, it's really cool. It's so cool. It's like the greatest gift anybody's ever given disgusting. me. I'm so happy for you, but also I never want to see any of that footage. Thank you. I'm going to show you all of it. I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to strap oh. you in your chair. And it'll be like a 38 slideshow presentation, like what I did on my Christmas vacation. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, this is going to take me a minute to recover. Um, so, <laughs> this, this novel comes from Dan, um, who is in... The group? Yes. I schemed around in there, and I double-checked that the person who I thought it was is that person. Hey, Dan. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, So this is called Possible Encounter with the Little People in the UP. Hate it. Super hate it. Do not care for little people stories. (laughs) Why? I don't like things that come out of caves. I don't like mining. I I don't like buried in the earth. I don't like it. Hmm. I don't like earth a, things. Okay. 
Is this like an earth sign? Like a air, you're an air sign and that's a... I don't know what it is. I just know that I cannot think of a worse fate than being buried alive. Okay. Like, yeah. just like the idea of being surrounded by nothing but dirt. And like caves make me really high strung. Like, I appreciate that. <sighs> my One of my biggest fears is like enclosed spaces underwater. Because I think that's even worse. Like... The whole, like when when fear factor was a thing and they do the whole like swim through this tube that's underwater I was like absolutely not <laughs> so I'm just worried yeah. about that because my fat ass will get stuck well, well I mean it doesn't matter how big the tube is it's just you know um, yeah I don't like like when people will like like swim underwater into a cave like yeah and then like come up and they're like it's in there's air right but it's uh, like you have to swim through no absolutely not well and what did we learn from the wild boars the that soccer team in thailand we don't fucking do that because that's how you get trapped in caves oh yeah yeah so (laughs) don't do that anyway so what i'm saying uh, guys is caves are not for us get out of them get, get out of a cave if you're in a cave get out just right now um yeah all right. So, so Dan writes, uh, hello guys, before I begin this, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to read this story. The events I'm about to describe took place during July of 2008. And for the past... Too relatively <laughs> close to now. I don't care for it. I would like these stories to be relegated to the very distant past. If I was alive, it's too soon. <laughs> yeah. Unacceptable. No, I agree. Um, that does kind of put a weird limit on the kinds of listener stories we can do. It, no, just like dirt ones. Oh, okay. So if your story has dirt in it, you better be dead. Yeah. You better be long gone before I feel we like I'm story. not asking for that much. Yeah, just write it down, put it in a time capsule, and then our uh, successors will read it in 100 years. Thank you for not saying children. Yes. Uh, no, obviously not. Um, anyway, so... For the past nine years, my best friend and I have continued to wonder what exactly happened to us in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, We have a few suspicions, but would love to hear from any... Nine years, does that mean... When did you send this to us? Oh, no. 2018. Oh, we're bad people. No, it's fine. It just takes us Um, a while. It's fine. It took me a a while because it's six fucking pages long, Dan. (laughs) Jen... Uh, anyway, so, um, we have a few suspicions, but would love to hear from anyone else who might have had similar experiences or can shed a light on it. Now for this story to truly make sense, I suppose I should give you some personal details about myself. I'm currently 35 years old and and an avowed academic, which I think explains everything you need to know about the length of this story. He's ready to publish. Publish your parish, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm working on a second master's degree and am hoping to move on to a PhD in either history of folklore. Um, and yes, I've heard all the warnings and horror stories about that track. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, Sorry, for those of us who are not in academia, uh, Yeah. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I'm only tangentially related to the folklore uh, world because my, my master's program used to be a folklore and folk art program. Cool. Um, yeah, some really interesting people in the, in that uh, track. So I don't I don't really know what he's talking about, but I can only imagine the kind of person who writes a PhD dissertation on oh I don't know Appalachian clog dancing. <laughs> you know. All right. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is the problem. Is I would have been one of those weirdos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should have. Um, maybe I will. Maybe there's still time. Um, anyway, so, uh, I've become a firm believer that you have to do something you love in life, especially having spent years doing things that I more or less came to love. Fuck yeah, man. My true passion. Yep. Yeah. No, I feel that. Uh, my true passion in life is the history and culture of the upper, upper Midwest and has, uh, be, and has been since I was a teenager, which will come back and relate to the story. I assure you. Okay. I'm going to skip ahead here because he goes into his personal academic history and you know what i'm i'm here for the up um but uh in his uh description of his um college life he mentions that he uh is met two 
people who became friends. Um, and uh, for the sake of their privacy, I won't use their real names, so let's call them Ziggy and Jefferson. Those are great nicknames. Yes, great, great pseudonyms. Um, so uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little more. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, so uh, he's suffice to say he had some adventures and fun times with Ziggy and Jefferson, and they, and he still will. Um, so he comes back saying, now the thing is, I never forgot the UP and was always trying to get back somehow, even just for a short visit. If not the UP, at least to northern Wisconsin, where I would see my beloved Lake Superior once again. Yeah. Which I always referred to as my lake. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful and cold. That's exactly how I feel about Lake Michigan. She is my lake. Mm-hmm. Lake Michigan is our lake. Yeah. I will. Um, I mean, specifically mine, but I'll share it with yours. Okay. So, and this is how we ended up embroiled in one of the weirdest experiences of our entire lives up in the UP. Um, Can we just say so, for a second that the UP is terrifying? It's, I think it's it's a thing that nobody understands. I've seen um, it referred to as Canada. I've seen it referred to as Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All true. It's a, it's kind of like a, a nothing place. Nobody knows quite what to do with it. But like nobody also, realizes that it's part of Michigan. When you're up there, yeah, it feels weird. It feels like you're in a different place. And... Mm. I was on, I've only been to the UP once. I was uncomfortable the entire time. Really? Yes. Did not care for the UP. I was there once. It was a while ago. Um and I was just upset that it was so cold in the summer. I was like, no, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want fair. this <laughs> I don't want this 50 degree shit. This is no. I want to go swimming. I I don't like staring at water I can't go into because I will break in half. <laughs> Um, I actually completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in July of 2008, the three of us were ready for an adventure. The semester was over, the weather had warmed up, and we wanted to go, uh, we wanted to get out of town. After some discussions over a few too many beers, I was able to convince them that we could do a day trip out to Ashland, Wisconsin. It was a six hour drive and something we could easily do if we left early. And I knew a good hotel there that we could stay at. After some persuasion, I, I won them over to plan, and we headed over. We headed out a few days later. The beginning of the trip was completely without incident. We ended up running my car through a car wash before heading out, a fact that will come into play later. Okay. <laughs> I'm trusting you, Dan. Um, <laughs> and hit the road early in the morning. By late afternoon, we were in Ashland, checked into the hotel, looking for something to do. At this point, an idea struck me. There's a town in the UP called Paulding, which is famous for its ghost-like lights that appear on certain stretch of road. I'd known people in college who'd gone down and checked them out, but I hadn't ever made the trek myself. Ziggy was a bit hesitant, but Jefferson loved the idea, and we won him over in the end. After all, Paulding was less than two hours away, and I got to show my two best friends the UP, or at least part of the UP. That is the most Midwestern idea I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. That something two hours away is close enough. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. I I totally uh, see where Jefferson's coming from. Where you're like, let's go on a trip to this place, and then when you, when you get there, you're like, actually, let's go two hours away to see this thing, and then have to drive two hours back. So you're already tri- your your trip. So, like, that's yeah, that's very Midwest. As much as like I'm like, oh, that's so Midwestern. Like I would also do it though. Like, uh, oh, I it's once, only two hours away. Right. I once drove three hours just to go to a Sonic. So, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I skipped school. I'll, I'll make this brief and then Dan will get back to you. 2004, 2005, there wasn't a single Sonic in Michigan yet, but they uh-huh. had commercials for Sonic constantly. Mm. Yeah. The closest one was in Kokomo, Indiana. Okay. So me and so my best friend Rebecca there. cut school and we drove down to Kokomo, mm-hmm. Indiana for a day. Uh, mm-hmm. Got Sonic, had a lovely time. Uh, met some pe- met some kids who worked at Sonic, went to their house for a house party, got caught in a tornado on the way home. We could see the tornado, like, ripping across the soybean field, like, three miles away from us while we were driving uh-huh. home. And I was uh-huh. like, my parents do not know we're in Indiana. We cannot die here. Keep driving. <laughs> oh, my God. That- yeah, we made it home. It was fine. <laughs> 
That is a very Midwestern story. Right? I got home around 11 p.m. and just, I, I told my mom that story, the truth about it, a couple of years ago. And yeah. she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But totally worth it. Great day. Love yeah. love me a foot-long cheese dog, so. I mean, I get that. Uh, we... We, I knew some people who drove two and a half hours to Cleveland to get Chipotle once. So. Exactly. Those there are my go. people. All right. So back to Dan and his balding lights. All right. Okay. So after grabbing an early supper, we were on the road again and headed for Paulding. The only stop we made along the way was in Wakefield to pick up some beer. Yes. Important. Jefferson, yeah, Jefferson and Ziggy stayed in the car to have a cigarette since Ziggy wasn't 21 yet, and I didn't want to draw any suspicion. Ooh, I know that game. <laughs> um, we eventually made it to Paulding, only to realize that the bridge that led to the road where the lights could be seen was out, or so a bored bartender who had to answer this question far too many times told me. Sad. Yeah, that's so... Oh, that's awful. Uh, disappointed, we turned around and we, and we began the long road back to Ashland. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. No. Um, Another deeply Midwestern thing. Yeah. Uh, to drive two hours to get to a location, be turned around by poor infrastructure maintenance. Yeah. Also very 2008. Yeah. Um, where you don't all have smartphones. Um, anyway. So now at this point, I should admit that while driving a few back roads trying to find the lights before asking for help at the bar, we had been, oh, Jesus Christ, a, f- <laughs> a leaf flew like against the window <laughs> right in my peripheral vision and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, we're pathetic. <sighs> wow, we are the biggest scaredy cats in the world. Okay, Danny, you can leave that in. Um <laughs> Oh, um, where was I? Okay. (laughs) Before your life was mortally threatened. Yeah, by a leaf. While driving a few back roads trying to find the lights before asking for help at the bar, we had been entertaining ourselves by telling ghost stories. Natch. Yeah, mainly stories we had heard from friends and relatives, but a few that we'd brushed up against ourselves. There are probably those who will write off everything that follows as three young guys who had scared themselves witless and got caught up in the events. Maybe that's true. I'd lie if I didn't say I wonder the same thing myself, but the experiences that followed are still too weird not to share. Dan, I'm not going to criticize you here because I just got scared by a leaf. So Yeah, nothing wrong with being high-strung, brother. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The night in the UP is dark and heavy. The forest, which covers most of the land, also blocks the light from what few towns and homes there are, meaning there is nearly no light pollution at all. Because of this, the sky on clear nights is a dazzling display of the heavens. Beautiful. I know, right? Pause for effect. Uh, (laughs) the, The type of view which causes the breath to catch in your throat and for your voice to crack as you behold its vastness and beauty. Ugh! Check out that master's degree and work. Uh, as we drove back, we I will say our... the UP is pretty. I'll give it. That. It is beautiful. Yeah, he's now, not if wrong. You can get out, if you can get out in nature and, and really like get away from the light pollution, that's a it's a good good view up there. Yeah. Uh, as we drove back, we caught ourselves staring up at the sky and stars, and Jefferson suggested that we pull over and do some stargazing. I was for the idea, but Ziggy was getting nervous. In truth, he had begun to get sheepish nearly the second we crossed the border into the UP, complaining that he felt uncomfortable and that the land was making him nervous. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. At the time, I chalked it up to a kid who had grown up on the Western Plains and who has seen real forests for the first time in his life. That's not, that's not wrong. As we were talking about with, like... Uh, the last episode, how I was talking about, like, the geography of the West. Like, if I imagine if yeah. you, like, because that was very strange for me to, like, see this wide, wide open place and, like, be able to see for miles. And the sky, like, is just seems bigger out there. So I imagine if you, like, were used to that and came to, you know, the very densely forested place, it would feel very claustrophobic. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. But also, I'm telling you, there's something weird with the UP, guys. Oh, well, yeah. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Um, a few minutes later, I found a dirt side road and pulled over, turning the car and the lights off. We piled out and began to stare in awe at the sky. It was completely still out, even without even a rustle in the trees. 
Usually I feel exposed being outside in the total dark, but at the time I remember just feeling this deep-seated sense of calm and happiness. Unfortunately, my feelings were not shared by everyone in my merry band. <laughs> Ziggy had become more and more nervous, nearly panicky, and kept saying that he felt that something was watching us. He pleaded with me to turn the lights of the car on so it wasn't so dark. I sighed, threw him the keys, and told him to start the engine. Immediately, loud music began blasting from the car and shattering the stillness of the night. I still remember that album, that the album that was playing was Proto Men's self-titled first album. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, I screamed at Ziggy to turn the music down, but since he couldn't hear me, I ran over and did it myself. That was when things got odd. Within seconds of the music being turned off, I felt that sense of calm and serenity wash back over me. It was broken mere moments later by Jefferson screaming, get in the car, get in the car now. <laughs> Jefferson was a tall man, being well over six feet tall and stocky. Ziggy is about five foot seven or eight, and at the time was a scrawny kid. The size difference did not stop Ziggy from picking Jefferson up and throwing him against the car as he scrambled for the door. Now I was confused, but when your friends scream to get in the car with real fear in their voice, you're in the middle of the woods and, and miles from the nearest other human, instinct takes over. I jumped into the car and had the keys in the ignition while Jefferson cried, drive, drive, drive. Throwing the car into reverse, I was back on the road in a flash. Once we had gotten down the road a ways, I turned back and asked, what the hell was all that about? Jefferson didn't want to talk about it, saying he needed some time to catch his breath and thoughts, so I gave him a few minutes and then asked again. He claimed that shortly after the music had turned off, he had heard what he originally thought was a gust of wind, which seemed to say, go. Nope. Nope. <laughs> He was confused as there were, wasn't any wind that night and at that point turned around and saw what he described as a figure that stood two or three feet tall standing in the ditch and staring at him with eyes that glowed like a cat's. Believe it. Believe it. That was when he had lost it and screamed. Ziggy perked up at this description and said, Oh, God, I heard it too. I Only I heard the last part, the... The <sighs> Trying to be the voice of reason and calm my friends down, I, I explained that they had probably seen a bobcat standing in the... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's better. Cool. <laughs> cool. A bobcat or chill, a bear. Chill out, guys. It's a bobcat. <laughs> no big deal. It's a fucking bobcat. <laughs> anyway, uh, they'd probably seen a bobcat standing in the ditch and probably had... Only heard the wind, although I had to admit that even I had noticed how still it had been. Mind you, I had never heard of a bobcat standing on its hind legs like a person, nor have I ever witnessed any kind of cat, bobcat or not, who would calmly stand by after the shock of having loud music splitting the night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cats will run away with a loud noise. Um Mm -mm -mm. Although, as I've said, I'm not an outdoors man, so I could be wrong about this. Still, I've read up on the behavior of bobcats, lynx, and even raccoons in subsequent years, and still seems as though it would have been rather strange for one to act in such a manner. For real. Mm -hmm. They would have made tracks. Yeah. Um, so at this point, I'm getting a bit nervous, and I think everyone who is surrounded by two terrified grown men will be, but... I was determined to try to be level-headed and calm. I suggest that we all needed to get into the light and clear out our heads, and I, I'd stop at the nearest gas station. At this point, Ziggy said something which sent a shiver through me. As I got out of the car, he looked at me and said, the UP has a weird spirit to it. Yes. Mm. Since I had always felt the same way, this struck me, and I hurried into the gas station to grab some food. If I expected Ziggy and Jefferson to be um, calmed by the time I got back to the car, I was horribly mistaken. The two had stepped outside the car to get a cigarette, and just as I got back, Ziggy noticed something on the back of the car. He let out a cry of, what the fuck is that? The car which had recently been washed. Yep. Doing his best tryout for the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> That's good. I hurry over and see what he's pointing at, um, and two sand handprints on the trunk of my car. No! no fuck that fuck that mm -hmm. immediately i smile and say dude those are my prints remember when i got the beer i must have grabbed the trunk and 
to open it. I even tried to demonstrate by placing my own hand over the prints, but no matter how I scrunched up my hands up, I couldn't make them fit. The prints looked to be one of those, it looked to be those of a young child, maybe seven years old or so. Now, when we had gotten the beer in Wakefield, there had been a young kid who came into the store, but Ziggy and Jefferson had both been in my car at the, same, at the time and affirmed that he hadn't come anywhere near the vehicle and the car had been washed before we headed out, meaning that the prince couldn't have been there before the trip. All right. That's uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, at this point, I gave up trying to calm anyone down and promised that we'd drive straight back to the hotel in Ashland. We made a quick stop over at, at a Walmart in the town for poker chips. <laughs> but other than that, it was straight back to the room. Once we got there, I sent Ziggy to the room since he was definitely the worst for wear and his nerves were shot. I told Jefferson I wanted to drive the car under one of the hotel's outside lights so I could get a better look at the prints. We did, and that was the moment when the last bit of my own disbelief vanished in an instant. In an instant. Under the lights, I saw that there were not just two handprints, but there was also a single bare footprint. What? What? The hand and the footprints were arranged in such a way to suggest that someone had been pushing on the car while keeping one foot firmly planted on the ground. <sighs> Even worse, the footprint didn't seem to match the handprints in size. If the handprints were those of a 7 to 10 year old, the footprint was that of a 3 to 4 year old. <gasps> Tiny foot, no. <sighs> Absolutely not. Guys. Stay the fuck out of the UP. Just <laughs> stay, out, stay of out of the UP. Stay out of the forest. It's not for us. It's not we for have us. taken up enough of the world yeah. that we've condensed all the stuff down to just what forest remains. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's... It's their home. You let them Get have it. <laughs> Stick to places that have highways. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have a highway... You shouldn't go there. That's not your home. Your home is the highway. <laughs> you are you are of concrete. You are of iron. Stay out of these sandy, rocky places. Yeah. Uh, I would love to say that we handled this situation with the level-headed calm of graduate student and two undergrads. I would be, but I would be lying. You now have three incredibly scared young men, all three of whom were in love with mythology and folklore, although I was better read in it. I remember I had brought um, shamanism by uh, Mercia Eliade. Yep. (laughs) You can tell I've read up on this stuff. No, I haven't. Um, With me on the trip and tried to find something in it to help make sense of everything to no avail. Ziggy immediately grabbed the Gideon Bible from the room and began to wander around the car, reciting the Psalms. Though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, etc. Nope, that's not the one you want. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess it's like not being afraid, but whatever. Meanwhile, I'd become convinced that whatever we had run into, be it ghost or spirit, was probably native in origin. Uh, I suggested that Lake Superior was across the road, and we could possibly gain her blessing by doing a tobacco offering. None of us knew exactly how to do a tobacco offering, of course, but it seemed like a plan, which is how three men in their late teens and 20s ended up standing in front of Lake Superior, tossing a handful of fresh tobacco we had gained from ripping some American spirit cigarettes with no additives, 100% pure tobacco into it, <laughs> while reciting, oh, Gitchy Gummy, protect us. Gitchy Gummy, by the way. Gitchy Gummy. Sorry. Yes, it is completely okay to laugh at this. I still get a chuckle for myself. That does sound like classic uh, white people shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> having by this point done our best to placate any spirits we might have possibly brought back with us, we proceeded to play a few hands of poker to take our minds off of everything. Right on. Yes, <laughs> drink a few beers and then crash. I remember that no matter how many times we tried to turn the conversation away from the experience, it always wandered back. Also, having gotten over my initial fear, I was now more intrigued and, inci- and excited than anything else. The next day, we decided to uh, a boat trip to Madeleine Island before heading back to Fargo. Before we headed out, I suggested we stop at a used bookstore in Ashland that I had known as a kid. I wanted to see if there were any books related to local Native American belief and folklore. Although Ziggy still felt that whatever we ran into could have been a ghost, maybe some girl drowned in the river years ago, he suggested. 
I'm not sure why exactly, which means I've probably forgotten, but we all agreed that the off-road that we had been on uh, ran to some body of water. Okay. I was, con- I was convinced that it was a native spirit. By happenstance, while looking at the top shelf, I spied a book entitled Manitos, Man, yeah, Manitos, I don't know, by Basil Johnson, or Basil, yeah, Basil Johnston, a Canadian Ojibwa writer. Uh, the Ojibwa and their Anishinaabe brothers had been the main tribes in the UP, and so this seemed... Oh, he's oh. written a lot of books. I have a lot of his books oh. in the Ed Room. Um, they had been the main tribes in the UP, and so this seemed to be the best place to start. I bought the book and took it with me and was headed for the boat to Madeline Island. Uh, I won't go into too much detail on our side adventure, save to say that we had a good hike. But while on the boat, I, I read a chapter about the little people. I still own the book, but I don't have it handy at the moment, so I can't quote direct passages. But it described how little people were often associated with water, guarded the woods, and loved children, but would play pranks on those who annoyed or bothered them. As I read the words, my jaw dropped, and I read the section to my friends who agreed that it sounded like the closest approximation to what we'd experienced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We thought we had been by water, and we had seen the small foot and handprints after all. Now, if the story ended there, I would... It would still be an interesting one, but there's one further epilogue that we still talk about to this day. A few days after returning from the trip, Jefferson and I walked over to a tea shop in the downtown Fargo area called the Teabury. This business is owned by a Hmong family that is originally from Duluth. While there, we were talking with one of the workers about our drive back. He laughed and said that the drive from Duluth to Fargo also scared him because the fog hanging over the road at night always seemed like something out of a ghost story. I laughed and and said, if you think that's a ghost story, boy, do I have one for you. And I told him the entire tale when I got to the point where Jefferson saw the bean with the cat eyes. The poor worker took a step back from me and hissed a word in Hmong. I asked him what he had just said, and he repeated it. So I pushed further and said, no, what does it mean in English? He replied, little people. Apparently, in Hmong society, the little people are known for having cat-like features and, as he said, having their feet backwards so they couldn't be followed. He claimed... Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, He claimed that they would be occasionally hunted for medicine back in Laos. Uh, So, there you have the story, and I hope you find it worthy of your time. Did we have a run-in with the little people in the woods of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan? Possibly. What still strikes me strongest, even to this very day, is the utter calm I had felt in the woods that night. A sense of acceptance and peace, all while Ziggy and Jefferson were experiencing the polar opposite. Are there logical explanations for everything that happened? Once again, possibly. The logical academic in me still plays around with them and tries to poke holes in our story whenever he can. Although I have to admit, the larger part of me thinks we ran into something that night. Now, one last note. The day after the experience, Ziggy took pictures of the prints of the car and with his phone. Unfortunately, they did not survive. Damn it, I was just about to ask him that. Right, I was like, post him. <laughs> um, there's nothing mysterious or paranormal about that, I fear. And it was just a case of cheap flip phone dying and getting lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, who, who among us has any pictures from their phone from 2008? Right, right. Thank you for listening to my story, and I apologize for my long-winded nature. Apology accepted. Uh, I wanted to capture not just the events, but also the emotions that went along with the experience. I hope that you've at least enjoyed the affair and found something of value in it. One last note. Yes. Mm. A good reminder not to go to the UP. <laughs> Stay out of there. It's not your house. It's um, not for us. It's not for us. That's why no one can decide whose it is. It's nobody's. <laughs> right. It doesn't belong to humanity. Yeah. Uh, One last note, if anyone from the north woods of Minnesota, Wisconsin, or the UP has had similar experiences or can shed any more light on what happened to us, please let me know. We've been living with this story for almost a decade and have never really had any closure. Although Ziggy and I are considering going back up there in the daylight this time and trying to find that road again. We don't expect to see, find or see anything, but maybe if we act respectful, we can get them more answers. It'd be interesting to see if they go. Yeah. Dan, yeah. tell us in the group what happens, okay? Mm-hmm. Please. It's been 12 years, so maybe you did it already. Yeah, it's been definitely more than a decade at this point. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's Dan's story. Um, 
I think it's I loved it. Yeah. I, I, no, I believe in shit like that. And, like, I was uncomfortable the entire three days I was in the UP. I do not want to go back to the UP. I don't like the UP. (laughs) I'm sure it's lovely. Like, guys, I can't understate how beautiful it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. But it's not for me. I will say I didn't necessarily feel uncomfortable except cold, but... Um, I'd, I'd be interested in going back there now that I am a, a full Michigander. Um, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, at the time I was not. Um, but, yeah, if anyone of you live in, like, people who live in the UP are special kind of people. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to be. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I would say it's definitely the Appalachia of the Midwest. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Do you think we have time for one more? Um, I think so. Yeah, if we're filling up like a full episode time. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I have one here from Ashley M. Okay. Uh, and the subject line is one hella long story. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> hey, lovely ladies. This is probably going to be a long email, so strap in. We're, we are strapped. Yeah, we are strapped. Here we go. <laughs> uh, on July 6th, this past July, oops, 2008, sorry, 2018 rather. Oh yeah! Oh, I yeah, I did go. Ago. I did go back into the archives for these stories. Um, yeah, we have an archive. Get over it. Yeah, it's fine. We we're, we're trying to burn through it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I went to Louisville to do an overnight or Louisville to do an overnight paranormal investigation at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, Ooh. which we've covered. Did we? We did. Yeah, we briefly touched on it for a sanatorium episode. I think. Oh, okay. I um, I I'm hoping you do an episode on it. But I'll give you a mini lesson on the place just so you know a little bit more about it. Okay. Waverly Hills was a sanatorium that opened in 1910 for the tuberculosis epidemic, also known as the White Plague. Oh, God. Cool. haunted as shit. (laughs) I don't think I knew that name, the White Plague. I like that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because if you lose all your blood, then you don't have much color in you. Touche. It consists of five stories and the infamous body shoot. Fun Mm. fact. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. No, you don't care for the body shoot? Yeah, I was just, I was like, this is a good time to take a nice sip from my coffee. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Anyway, uh, fun fact, the body shoot was originally used to transport food to the sanatorium. It got the name body shoot after they decided to use it when death rates would peak to about one person an hour. Oh. At least it wasn't the other way around, though, with the, with the, bodies and then food that's true i guess um in total about sixty-three thousand people died in the hospital after closing in the 60s when they found a cure for tuberculosis a year later they opened it again to become a nursing home where residents were often mistreated hmm. <sighs> that makes me mad mm-hmm. one elderly woman actually died after being locked in a vault near the entrance of the sanatorium i'm sorry what that makes me angry when word about that got out, they closed the place for good in the 18, in the 1980s. Now for on to my experiences at Waverly's, <clears throat> at Waverly Hills. Sorry. Before embarking on my six-hour investigation, I decided to do one of their two-hour tours to familiarize myself with the place. Nothing out of the ordinary happened while on the tour. The only thing I'd mention is that my camera started malfunctioning about halfway through. I've never had any problems with it before, but there's a first for everything. Now, on to my investigation. Mm. The workers there loved me, since I was the only person who showed up there alone. I did manage to tag along with a smaller group a few hours in, though. Let me note, you are not allowed to use a flashlight during the investigation. The only time they allow that is when you're walking up and down the stairs. Other than that, they stress that you put it away. Well, that is not for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That seems terrifying. As as someone who has uh, spent time by myself in what I know to be a certifiably haunted house in the complete darkness with my back to the most haunted room in the house. I can say that, nope, absolutely nope. not. Flashlight's mandatory. Yeah. Anyway. Also, when um, I, like, when you're in that situation, like, I know you probably wanted things to happen, but, like, me, I was just like, no, no, not now. Not tonight. Not now. <laughs> I'll let you know when, but not now. Not now. The first floor we investigated was floor three. Besides shadows in my peripheral vision, nothing exceptional happened on that floor. My EMF reader did spike a few times and, and held it before falling back to zero. But I haven't found any EVPs on the third floor. The next floor we went to was the fourth floor. At first, there was nothing happening. The fourth floor is where the OR room was located. We spent some time to do some EVP work, but nothing happened. As we were leaving to go to the other side of the floor, one of the people in my group swore they saw our tour guide walking along the outer atrium back towards the OR room. 
them. Mm. No one else saw anything, but they were persistent that they saw someone. I joked that the spirit probably wanted us to go back to the OR room, but sadly no one else found it funny. We did head back over there, though, for another EVP session and got nothing. We left the OR room and stood right away from it. We decided to use a grid light pen to look down the hallway. Mm. What this pen does is shine a bunch of dots in a grid formation. If there's a shadow or person or mist, they'll pass in front of the dot. We'll go down there to investigate. While we were doing this, I could hear movement coming from behind me, from the OR room. I went back there to investigate, but nothing had happened once I was there. When I went back to the light and again, I could hear something having moved in the o- in or towards the OR room. We started seeing a figure walking along through the grid lights and we called out, but no one responded. Mm-hmm. Finally, when the figure got close enough, they revealed themselves to be another person on the investigation. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just fucking say something, my dude? Right? <clears throat> a real jerk, to be honest, since we were asking who it was and they didn't say anything Are for the you longest ki- time. No, absolutely not. That's poor it's- behavior. Right? That's shitty. Yeah. Uh, We were all laughing and joking about the guy. A large slam is heard from behind me. And I'm going to be real with you. I scream so damn loud. Oh. I would have Yes. I turned around and walked over to the OR room. And the door to it had slammed shut. (gasps) It was slammed so hard that it took a lot of force to get the door back open. Oh, my gosh. We tried debunking it and found that the door was so heavy that I couldn't slam it even with the same amount of force. (gasps) Ooh. Okay. After that, we went up to the fifth floor. Nothing happened while we were there, but listening back to some of my audio recordings, I could hear what sound... Nope. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. I could hear what sounded like a little kid singing while someone else in the group was talking. Absolutely Which is unfortunate. Right? Right? Absolutely not. Right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (sighs) Which is unfortunate. You know how I feel about ghost children. I do know how, and I feel the same. Uh, it's unfortunate since it caused me to not hear the singing voice clearly, but what gave me chills about this was that we were in the child's ward when I recorded it. No. I hate that there's a child ward. Right? Hard pass. Okay, oh, on to the second floor. I don't like the amount of cardio and up and down stairs that you're having to do on this tour. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be willing to walk all the way up. And then go down. But, like, a lot of this up and down bullshit, not for me. Also, I just, I feel like there's just something a little more vulnerable when you're, like, on the third floor and ghost shit happens. It's like, you can't, it takes effort to get out of there. Yes, very true. You have to work at it. Yeah. So the first room, this is on to the second floor. Mm-hmm. The first room we went into was the room of sisters, one having mm-hmm. died in the room, one having gotten better and actually left the hospital. Mm-hmm. People like to put things in the closet of that room. Mm-hmm. There were two dolls in there that day we went. I noped right through that no, room during the tour. Not. Dolls are scary as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. And it's, it's people's insistence on keeping putting dolls in these places. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck you if you do that. Yeah. Um, during the investigation, our tour guide explained that psychics had come the week prior, telling them the dolls had a negative energy about them, but the sister who died there was very attached to them. Oh. Well, probably because the sister who died there is mad and evil, and you should probably not oh. be fucking in that place. Yeah, I don't like I don't like it when people are like, oh, this is what the ghost wants. They're very attached to this. Right. The fuck not? <laughs> like, Guess get what? out of there. You get to pass over now. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't want you to be comfortable. I want you to go away. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. We were in the room to do EVP work, and while we were there, a guide came by and took the dolls to move them to the first floor. Mm-hmm. After that, we started getting audible responses. <gasps> I don't know if it was the sister or what, but after the dolls were moved, we asked if the sister was there with us. We heard a noise as if someone tapped on a metal shelf in the closet. We asked the same question again, one for yes, two for no. We got a one-tick response. <sighs> Then we asked, oh my god, I literally have goosebumps. Oh my god. We asked then if she was happy we were visiting. We got a two-tick response. Oh, fuck. We asked then if she wanted us to leave. We got another two-tick response. What? Respecting her wishes, we got the hell out of there. Wait, 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 wait. So though. that doesn't make sense. It's probably a typo. It's probably supposed to be a one-tick response because after that, they respect her wishes and got the fuck out of there. Oh, okay. Can you imagine, though, also if you were, like, doing this and then you just suddenly heard, like... Like frantic tapping, like, Jesus. <laughs> no, I do not want to even imagine that. No, don't want it. Um, we ran into another group, and they told us to go to the cafeteria. Uh, it had recently had windows put in, so it was especially quiet there. Good for EVP work. 
we decided to head down there. We got to the door frame to the hall that led to the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. And there's this thin rectangular bar of light all the way down to the end of the hall. It was far, so we couldn't see what what it was at the time. But we did see a dark mass covering part of it. Mm. I assumed it to be a curtain or something. But it wasn't a curtain since there was no light coming through the object. When we thought maybe it was another person. No Mm. one answered when we called out, but the black mass did start to move. It moved in a fluid motion, kind of like a lava lamp. (laughs) One mass broke into two. They both then moved a little bit more before one mass moved back into the second one before disappearing completely. Oh, what? Fuck that. Scary, but groovy. (laughs) Right. I needed 30 seconds to recompose myself, and then I headed to the end of the hall. When I got there, the lit-up rectangle was a window ledge from the outside being lit up by my exterior li- by the exterior lights of the building. Mm-hmm. There was nothing on the front window, and there was no other person down the hall. I honestly could not debunk it. Mm-hmm. If it was something outside, it wouldn't have been solid black. Hell, it wouldn't have been split into two different forms. Mm-hmm. So, the first floor. On to the first floor and the body chute. Sadly, nothing happened in the body chute, but I also didn't climb all the way down to the bottom. The <laughs> stairs got slippery halfway down, uh-huh. and I didn't want to fall because I knew my clumsy ass would. Yeah. Respect. And sliding limits. down a body chute is not my idea of fun. Yeah, Pass. On the first floor, we were in the room with some of the freezers. Children used to play in the freezers, and while I was there, I felt cold hands on the back of my legs. Mm. I asked if anyone else had felt a breeze, and no one felt anything. When I stepped away from the spot, the warmth returned to my legs. Other than that, nothing much happened on the first floor. Okay. So that's it. I hope this message found you well and that it might have spooked you. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time to read it. And thank you for all the hard work you put into this fantastic podcast. I love both of you so much. And thank you for being you, Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Thank you. Amazing. That was incredible. would never go on that tour. That's spooky as shit. If any of you have, like, stories like this, like, I want to go, I mean, <laughs> don't Also, go. guys, if you're doing stuff like this, you should totally invite Jen to go with you because yes! she will go. Yes! I keep trying to set stuff up, but also I'm lazy and I keep procrastinating on actually scheduling things. But, like, yeah. if you are in my area and you want to go, go something, just invite me, please. Just... Just make up your mind to go and tell Jen when to show up. And, she and will I will be there. be there. And I will not be prepared with anything that I need, but I will be there. If you would like me to come with you, fuck off. I go to bed at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, well, that was fantastic. That uh, really was. Good selections. That was a good uh, bunch because of... Because they hit a lot of my high notes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stay I... out of the forest. Stay out of the sanatoriums. Mm-hmm. Just like, ah. Yeah. If you have stories like that, uh, we will read them, even if they're long. But just know that it will take some time. Right. I think all of these were from 2018. Our bad, our bad. Sorry, guys. But that just shows that I still have them in our inbox. Yeah, we don't throw things away. We don't. It just takes us a while to get there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Uh, well, Jeffrey. Yeah, we have um, two patrons to thank. Oh, fantastic. Um, Tawny Morrison, who edited their pledge up to $3. Thank you so much. Oh, Tawny. Thank you. Um, and we have a new $3 patron, uh, Stephanie Lira. So thank you so much. Uh, Seriously, really guys, thank you. We, we, we appreciate you so, so much. Um, our Patreon enables us to hire Danny, who loves uh, to get paid for <laughs> editing this show. Um, and we're also going to use it for, you know, some technology upgrades soon. And it's just, it feels so good to like have your support and we really appreciate it. We Deeply. do this show f- for free because we love doing it. Um, I mean, I guess it's not technically, I, you can listen to it for free if you want to, because that's the beauty of podcasts, but we really appreciate people who choose to support artists they like. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, me. I don't think we would have a season five if it weren't for yeah. being able to pay Danny to edit because we just can't keep up. For sure. Um, so thank you guys. You are the reason the show is still happening. Yeah, uh. very much so. Very much so. We were able to kind of shift that burden in light of Jen's job and my kidneys, and mm-hmm. it's just been very helpful. Yeah. So, um, And if you want to check out uh, what you get for being a patron, you can 
uh, head over to patreon.com slash this podcast is haunted. We do monthly videos. Um, they're kind of mostly not on topic, but if you ever have any requests for videos that you would like to see, please let us know because other than that, we're just coming up with things. So yeah. So there's a lot of things that like interest us that wouldn't go into the podcast naturally. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, my tomato soup recipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So things get kind of wildly off topic, but oh, we we try to keep it interesting. Um, so yeah, check it out. Um, we are also on social media at things listed below. Join us in the podcast group, Happiest Place yeah. on Earth. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody there is just the fucking best and so accepting. I'm within reason. I mean, we are still human beings, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, a great place. It is. Um, so on that note, In two weeks, we will be back with another episode. And until then... All you, baby. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. But now... (laughs)